Hi, everyone. It's Rachel Zabonik-Chonko, and welcome to the Club Solutions Magazine podcast. The following conversation features Mark Harrington, Jr., the president of HealthWorks and Republic Fitness, on the topic of data security. We discuss the rising frequency and ransomware attacks, and Mark shares specific strategies clubs can use to safeguard their member and company data. It's a sobering conversation, but extremely important one. Enjoy. This edition is sponsored by Club Solutions Mastermind Groups. The Club Solutions Mastermind Groups offer peer-to-peer support that's affordable, convenient, and for all levels of health club management. Go to clubsolutionsmgx.com for more information. I was doing some research on ransomware attacks prior to our conversation, and it, you know, it was a little sobering. Uh, according to the Harvard Business Review, in 2020, ransomware attacks were up 150% over the previous year and that the amount paid by victims of these attacks had increased more than 300% in 2020. And 2021 is looking like that trend is gonna to continue to increase. You know, With this in mind, what are your thoughts on the implications of, of this trend for the fitness industry? Yeah, it's, it's a great question and it's a really scary, sobering thought. Uh, you know, when it reaches the levels of presidential conferences, uh, with our president talking to others, that it, it's really starting to be a serious issue. Um, I think it's something that we we all need to spend time on and really make sure that our organizations are set up with a solid strategy uh, to reduce the likelihood of it happening. Um, and then, God forbid, if something did happen, we have adequate plans in place to take care of it. Yeah. Yeah. What should clubs be doing to safeguard against these types of attacks? Yeah, there's a it's a it's a multi-stage process. Um, I think the first thing I'd recommend is to make sure you have a trusted IT partner uh, that stays up to date and is looking at security and security related things all the time. Uh, but I'm happy to go over some high level topics that everyone should really be doing. Yeah, that'd yeah. be great. Um, so the the first and the foremost is uh, staff education. Um, I think we, we, from looking at the ransomware attacks, uh, a lot of the times it happens through uh, inadvertent staff actions. Um, they, they get an email and they're opening an attachment they shouldn't. Um, they're uh, getting someone calling them up asking for a password or asking for something else, and they just hand that over. Uh, so kind of first and foremost, everyone should have uh, policies in place and procedures to train their staff and then to keep them up to date on their most recent trends. Um, and that that is kind of the biggest door that we're seeing these ransomware actors are are taking place uh, because if they, if they can get a staff member to help them, they don't need to worry about the rest of the protections my team team has done. Uh, so that's the first. Um, yeah. And with that one, um, you know, which is called phishing, uh, it can be kind of hard to you know, delineate what is a phishing email and what isn't, right? I actually got one recently where I had emailed someone, a person that I'm familiar with, and gotten a response from Eric. However, when I actually looked at the email, it wasn't actually Eric responding. So it can be really tricky to, you know, try to identify what a phishing email is, right? It is amazingly tricky. Um, and I would say all the time, at least monthly, I hear from a staff member that gets some strange email that says it was from Mark Harrington, but it wasn't actually from me. 
Yeah. And, and on kind of closer examination, you can see it wasn't for me, but kind of the first reaction is uh, when your boss or the owner comes to send you an email, you, you kind of do what they say. Yeah. Um, but that, that's kind of the biggest thing is kind of really kind of look at the email and is it, is it from the person is, is the, 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 the reply address and address and everything like that. Is it actually from their real email address or is it from some strange domain? Yeah. Um, and then kind of the other thing I do is even when all that looks good, I always think twice about clicking on a link and saying, is this really a link I need to click on? Um, or if I have any suspicions at all, it's better just to go to the website in question and type the URL in yourself because then you know you're getting where you should be and not clicking on some link that may not be good. Yeah, oh, that's um, a great tip. And then when it comes to attachments, it's pretty much you should never open them unless it's someone you're sh that kind of regularly sends in and it kind of passes a smell test. But kind of anything that, that doesn't pass smell checks or you have a funny feeling about, it's, it's just something you shouldn't do. Yeah. Great advice. Yeah. What are some of the other high level concepts um, of best practices that you can share? Yeah. I think the next one is really on the IT team's job um, is to make sure they're doing the million things they should be doing. Uh, so I'm, I'm, it's not a comprehensive list, but kind of some of the, 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 the big items is kind of making sure all the computers have the most recent security updates and patches on at all the time. And there's a proactive strategy to install them when new ones come out. Um, I know from, from talking to other executives and other owners, uh, sometimes it's a pain when your IT team wants to install their patch or change how your computer works or update something. Uh, but it is the first line of defense that kind of when these patches come out, they, they need to be installed. They need to be installed on everyone's computer across the organization. Yeah. Um, kind of similar to that, um, you need kind of really strong endpoint protection. Um, so in the old days, we would, we would call that virus software. In the current days, it's virus software, uh, plus a lot more that is helping prevent some of these ransomware attacks. Um, that should be installed on uh, everyone's device. Uh, and that, that basically helps protect the computers in case something makes it through your firewalls and ends up on the devices. This is to prevent it from spreading or prevent it from infecting. Um, and the, the better end, end break protection will also alert your IT team if something funny is going on. Other stuff you should look at is your network security. Uh, so making sure that you have kind of great firewalls in place, making sure that your networks are correctly segmented so that um, your computers that kind of deal with private information are on one network, and then all your other stuff is on a separate network. Uh, so these days we all have sound systems and cameras and all sorts of other kind of things that make our clubs run great. Uh, but it's really important that those keep segmented from your computers. Uh, so keep all your treadmills over on one network, but keep that totally separate from, from your computers to make sure they're protected. Um, can you, you know, tell me anything more about how HealthWorks and some of your other brands specifically are protecting company and member data? Yeah, I, um, I think the, the, the biggest thing is, is trying to follow through on some of these best practices. Uh, so we, we have a, a really great third-party 
IT company that kind of lives and breathes security and stays up to date on it. So they're kind of doing everything I just mentioned. And um, every few months, they seem to be coming to me with a new recommendation saying, hey, Mark, the latest research is showing showing this is a problem. Uh, we should talk about it and see if it's a right fit for HealthWorks uh, or other brands. Uh, so that, 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 that is great. Um, the other thing that we're doing kind of over the next few months, kind of spurred by some of this increased ransomware is um, we're verifying our backup procedure. Um, so we're gonna run a full test and we do backups and the, the backups go off to the cloud. Uh, but it's been a little while since we actually verified and restored those backups to make sure that if we ever needed to use them, they were there and ready to use. Uh, so that that's kind of another best practice that they, they recently recommended that we're going to give a try. Okay. Yeah. Are you able to share uh, the vendor that you're working with? Uh, sure. I'd be happy to. They're, uh, they're a, a, a boutique firm in Massachusetts called MIS Alliance. Okay. And uh, I'm happy to provide a, a link for anything. I can do that, but they, they kind of oversee, uh, I guess, 15 plus of our locations and kind of remotely manage our networks and our computers to make sure they're, they're, they're kind of the way they should be. Yeah. Yeah. Say an operator, um, you know, is inexperienced in IT and they really do need a data security partner. What should they be looking for in a partner? Uh, yeah, that's a, that's a great question. I think some of the, the big things is, do they have specific security experience? Um, and I, and I would ask questions specifically about that. Um, and I think kind of questions I would ask would be something like, um, for, for, for another client of yours, when was the last time you talked to them about ransomware and what did you recommend in that conversation? Or, if we brought you on board, kind of what would what would your plan of action be for the first 30, 60, 90 days? And do they have specific talking points about what they would do for security? Uh, or do they tell you, uh, I need to get back to you and think about it? Um, I think they, yeah. they should, they should, they should, they should, they should be well-versed in it and not something that they have to add on to their normal portfolio. Yeah, no, that's great advice. Thanks again to our sponsor, Club Solutions Mastermind Groups. The Club Solutions Mastermind Groups offer peer-to-peer -peer support that's affordable, convenient, and for all levels of health club management. Go to clubsolutionsmgx.com for more information. Do companies need a data security response plan in, in the case of a breach, just like they do with their other risk management protocols and emergency scenarios? They do. Um, so we have a few different kind of response plans in place. Um, there's one specifically related to um, a concern about private data of our members being exposed. Uh, there's a similar and more robust plan related to credit card data. Um, and then there's a, a different plan related to a ransomware type attack. And it's really important that these plans are created beforehand, they're reviewed and they're tested where possible so that if something does happen, you know how to act and you don't lose critical time at the beginning of an incident while you're trying to recover and figure out what to do next. 
Yeah, because um, some of these scenarios can be very damaging to a uh, brand's reputation, right? That's for sure. Uh, I think our members know and respect us. And it, it's our responsibility to them to, to make sure that respect is not only in person when we're greeting them and running safe, effective facilities, but we also are taking care of their, their private personal data. Yeah. Should um, clubs be consulting their attorneys and their insurance companies as well in terms of best practices for data security and just responses in general? I think it's, it's, it's always a good place to start. Um, I think our insurance company kind of sent us to a website and said, kind of look at this. Uh, so it had some basic stuff, but um, we found kind of our IT partner was really the, the best one to provide practical hands-on advice and solutions. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, the research I was doing too was stating that insurance and risk management companies are not wanting to compensate as much for ransomware attacks either, just because they have been happening so frequently. Yeah, it's a, it's a really big risk area. And a lot of the insurance policies out there also exclude if, if you did do some of the right stuff. Um, so I think, I think as with any insurance policy, you have to make sure, are you actually covered or is there a whole list of stuff that you need to prove you did in order to, in order to get coverage? Uh, it's a, it's a, it's a scary, a scary territory. Yeah. Well, what else should club op operators be thinking about regarding data security and ransomware attacks? Um, I think kind of one of the big things is just to recognize the impact, the impact this could have on you. Um, it, it is, it, it's not cheap to roll out effective, safe policies. Uh, but in order to do a real risk analysis, you have to look at what would be the impact to you if something did happen to your organization. So what is the impact from a, a PR perspective and a, a member and a community perspective? Uh, and then what is the impact if you lost your data or you lost the ability to process data for an extended period of time? And the, the costs really add up. So I know everyone is, is really struggling right now to recover from COVID, but it is a topic that, that you need to think about and make sure that you have kind of adequate resources invested to protect yourself and your organization. Yeah, um, I know, yeah, sometimes with these ransomware attacks, I mean, they'll literally freeze the entire uh computer system network and yeah people have absolutely zero access to anything regarding their company which is just crippling yeah that, that's for sure and it, it even gets so bad as your disaster your disaster plan that you used to recover it you better make sure that's somewhere that you can get access to and that should be part of the plan is if something happens you get locked out how do you actually start this process and make sure it is effective but the amount that we all rely on our IT right now, it's really scary to look at kind of how vital it's become to running our business. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Any other tips or best practices operators should be thinking about? I think kind of uh, another kind of big area that we spent a lot of energy on in years past was really the segmentation. Um, so making sure that 
our mission critical systems and our systems that store personal information are totally separate from our other systems. Uh, so if you have an amazing group fitness instructor who's bringing in their laptop to play music off of, making sure that when they connect that in to your network, it's not being connected to the same network that stores your private information or your credit card information. Um, the same thing about when you get a fancy new treadmill that has internet capabilities, when you're connecting that into the network, it's going into a segmented network and not, not putting your computers at risk um, or anything like that. It seems that every day we are buying a new gadget that needs an internet connection. And we need to really make sure that the secure part of our network is separated from the non-secure part of our network. Yeah, there's a lot to think about, isn't there? <laughs> there is. And um, it's uh, everyone wants data and everyone wants access, but making sure we do it do it correctly is is, is something that should be front for foreign first most. Um, other things that we've put in place over the last few years is, is physical security. Um, so where our switches and our firewalls and our servers are stored, are they, are they physically locked? Uh, our clubs have lots of members coming in every day and more and more every day and now the restrictions are lapsing. So is it possible a member could walk in and plug something in where it shouldn't be plugged in? So really locking down uh, the physical security of your club um, in addition to kind of the policy-based security. Yeah, yeah, no, that makes sense. Um, and another small thing that people can do too is just, you know, enabling multi-factor authentic, I can't even say that word, authentication. <laughs> so like, yeah. for example, on social media, ensuring that you have to log in and have access via multiple devices. That's just a simple thing people can do that can increase data security, right? Yes, that, that is, that is a, a great recommendation and something I'd recommend kind of across the board. Yeah. Other things kind of along those lines is basic password protections. So making sure you're not using the same password at every website you go to. Um, I, I personally use LastPass, the password manager, and it, it generates a random password for me. So basically every, every website I go to has a different password. I have, I have one password for my ABC login that's 20 characters long that I can never remember. And then a separate one for my email, another one for my payroll system. Um, and then those are all different from the, the ones I use on Google and kind of all over the web. Uh, so keeping your password secure and two-factor authentication are really first levels. And yeah, I, I should have started with those. So thank you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's just so much to think about that. Yeah. It's uh, hard to know where to start for sure. Yeah, I think we all have to remember all the convenience that IT has brought us. And if we have to take a half a step backwards in order to secure that convenience, we're still ahead of where we were before we had all those fancy gadgets. Yeah, definitely. Awesome. Well, I think we covered a lot of great ground. Any final words of wisdom on this topic? I would say there, there's never, never a better time to start than today. Uh, if this is something you've been putting off, it, it's really time to have that conversation with either your trusted IT partner or to find the trusted IT partner. Um, as you, you kind of started off this podcast with the statistics are going up and heading in the wrong direction. 
Uh, so we're only going to see more and more of this. And we need to do kind of our own businesses, the, the, the well-being to protect ourselves. And it's also something that we need to consider for the industry as a whole. Um, if kind of consumers start hearing negative things about data security at gyms, it's, it's going to be something that impacts us all. Uh, so now's the time to, to tighten up your security and, and either make it better or, or get started on this journey. Yeah, definitely. Well, you heard the man, everyone <laughs> get with your IT team, partner with someone, make sure that your uh, member and company data is secured so that you're not a victim of ransomware attacks. And that wraps up this episode of the Club Solutions Magazine podcast. Thank you for listening. And if there are future topics you'd like me to cover in upcoming episodes, please let me know at rachel at clubsolutionsmagazine.com. Thank you.